Do I gotcha? Yep. Can you hear me okay? <clears throat> yeah, sounds pretty good. Um, glad I was able to get in touch with you. So um, I'm your host tonight uh, for this podcast, um, Troop, a.k.a. Brock. And I have Brian Dugan, owner of Khalil a Mockingbird, on the phone tonight, or podcast, I should say. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just wanted to, you know, kind of get you involved a little bit. Some of these owners might not know you. I've gone back a few years with you, so I know you pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you want to just let the guys know, uh, you know, just a little bit tidbits about you as far as, you know, you know, what town you're from or, you know, who you work for, um, things like that. And then we can get in some football. So if you let them know how I've been doing the fancy football thing and uh, you can take it from there. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, I'm from Kenmore. So North Buffalo, uh, Grew up here, um, lifelong Bills fan. Fantasy football, eh, long, long time. Um, I think I first started like in 94, but before that I would kind of help my dad with his team because way back in the day um, he had a team in like the small um, baseball card store league. And um, the first memory I have is telling him about this like guy I saw playing H-back and I'd never heard of the position before, but his name was Shannon Sharp and he was a rookie. And I told him, you better get this guy because he can catch the ball and he's pretty good down the field. My father had taken him and eventually he went and won, a, I think, a fantasy bowl because of that. But, yeah, I've been doing it since, I think, 94 when I first joined that league. <laughs> that's incredible. I didn't think you went back that far. That's 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 sick. Um, why do you think you follow through it? I mean, is, there, is is it a bunch of things? or I mean, is it the camaraderie? Is it always nice to get paid? Or are you competitive? Like, what draws you to fantasy football? To be I think, sorry, I think it's just competitive nature. I want to win and be the best at everything I can do. So if I can, like, be up on someone, I like that. Plus, it's all strength, especially in the draft. I mean, it's so funny. You look at guys, how they pick, and it's like, I sometimes question a lot of their picks only because I don't think they look at the big board. I think there's focus on certain guys where I don't. I'm looking, like, four or five rounds ahead of time when I make a pick. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've known over the years you're uh, always one of the strong competitors and, uh, you know, not only fancy, but you have that fo- football acumen. Um, I know we've had plenty of draft talk, you know, and you're always trying. I'm asking who you want. And you're always trying to build the lines. So from a football standpoint, you look at it from that standpoint and kind of helps your fantasy to do your analytics. Uh, am I right on that? Do you follow the game as much as you do football to help you make these picks? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm a big fantasy geek. I'm also a, like draft geek. I mean, when we first met, I think he, one of the first questions you asked me is like, uh, in a draft, who would you pick with the first pick overall? And I said, DeBrickishaw Ferguson. Oh, we did And you're like, whoa, most people would say like a quarterback or a running back or receiver. And I said, nah, you got to build your team to the lines first. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's um, a lot of good draft t- talks. Um, as, as far as like, like how long do you, when do you start getting ready? Do you wait for training camp? Like, do you, are you watching NFL Network year round? Like, like uh, how involved are you in football? And like I said, when do you start really get the wheels in motion and what kind of prep do you, do you do? Is it just certain sites you like to go to or Twitter? Yeah, I definitely focus on, um, you know, in season stuff. So like at the end of like the previous season, I just keep a tabs on certain guys and see what they're doing. I follow them in free agency and see like what's happening there. Um, 
plus with the football draft, I focus on that too, to see what teams are focused on and stuff like that. I don't really prep prep until maybe three or four weeks before the actual draft starts, but I usually do a bunch of mock drafts. I mean, I buy some magazines, just to get an idea of where people are like listing guys. But when the actual draft starts, I don't have any written list in front of me. I'm just watching mm-hmm. the draft as it follows and just go off the guys that I like. And then, like I said, I just look and see what's on the board and see what's maybe going to be available to me later. I'll give you a small example. Yeah, this right. year, in round three, um, I took a guy, Alex Collins, a running back. I know most you know, average draft positions had him like in the 48 range. But the way I was looking at it, I'm like, well, I'm at 25 right now. If I don't take him now, I'm going to be stuck with this really bad running back, you know, 24 mm-hmm. foot down the road. So I better grab this guy now and then grab a receiver later. So that's what I did. And I ended up getting like a guy like Fitzgerald and I think the fourth and then uh, Hogan in the fifth to back that up. And I think that helped me out because if you look at how the draft fell, like three or four rounds later in round eight, about eight or nine receivers all went off of the board at the same time, but I already had three receivers at that point, so I was pretty stacked there. So I could build my you know, depth elsewhere. Yeah, that worked out really well for you. In fact, he was a pretty polarizing uh, – there's always one person that's real polarizing. I mean, McKinnon out in the 49ers are real polarizing. I remember I was talking to one of the other owners about this. He was asking my opinion on Collins. I, I said, to tell you the truth, <laughs> I wish I can tell you a lot about the Ravens players. I, I kind of shy away, and that's maybe a, a weakness. Some, some teams I don't gravitate towards. But I remember watching a preseason game. I actually had to hit the DVR rewind back, and it showed Alex Collins rated third highest uh, rating, um, like Gurley, I think it was Zeke, and he was third on pro football focus. He had like a 96th grade. Mm-hmm. And for, for the people who don't know who pro football focus is, it's it's pretty much used as a major bargaining tool in, in negotiations and free agents uh, because they essentially have a couple hundred coaches that will – ex-NFL coaches, college players, just you know people in the know, and they'll grade out everything imaginable. So it gets calibrated over and over, and it holds a lot of weight. So I put a lot of, a lot of weight into that. When I saw that 97, and I – from what I remember in the draft, he was like a slower back. So I'm like, I can't have this many people on my team. It just doesn't work out with slow, slow draft picks. But yet guys out there who don't post big numbers like Priest Holmes that just show up on film and they just make stuff happen. So I think Dallas Collins might work out for you. It's not like sexy, but it's pretty effective. So that's yeah. a good movie he did. He's um, the best. I mean, I mean, look at Baltimore. They got him, Allen, and uh, Dixon. But they didn't draft anyone. They didn't bring in free agency. And at the end of the year – Collins was putting up numbers. I mean, now he's just going to get more totes and more catches, and I think he should be more effective because he's going to be the show. I mean, he doesn't have to split carries with anyone, and that's why I went towards him. But you mentioned McKinnon. I wouldn't touch McKinnon because in Minnesota, he was a backup, and when he did get the chance to start, he really didn't produce. Yeah, I know San Francisco he's going to start again, but, I mean, San Francisco couldn't do anything with uh, Carlos Hyde, so I don't think Frisco's got a good running game whatsoever. But I do trust and maybe we'll build that, but who knows? Yeah, I, that's how I feel. I wasn't going to touch that guy. He's very polarizing. If anything, I'm a pretty big Kyle Shanahan fan. I think he's uh, one of the better OCs in the whole game, and he can do a lot of a little. But I just think McKinnon's too much of a pussy. He's always getting knocked, nicked up and what have you. And 
I wanted no part of that. Um, so I'm glad someone else <laughs> took him off the board. I apologize for anyone out there who has a McKinnon. I'm kind of dog and ho- hopefully it works out well for you. I just didn't have the, the coconuts to, you know, bank up on that. Yeah, I mean, all we know is great. So essentially, when you're at your laptop, what do you have in front of you? Do you have a, do you have a list of names? Do you have I, besides your computer? Is there anything you have to do? You go off of tiers, or is there a guy you don't have to give up your resource that you kind of feel favorable as the way he does things? Like, is it just like what's written down in front? What does your war room look like on draft day? Um, I got like a bunch of like tabs open, so I got like four or five sites with different like average draft positions, rankings, projected stats. So I got like maybe seven or eight tabs open besides the draft itself. So I can go between that if I have to. But like I said, I do a lot of mock drafts before the actual draft starts. I probably do like two or three a day before the actual draft starts. So I usually have a good feel of who's going to be available when. But with our draft, it totally shocked me. Like I said, with Alex Collins, in most drafts I was mocking, he was like there in the fourth. But when he fell to the third and there was no other good running backs, I had to nab him, like I said, because I looked at the board and there were a bunch of receivers that I felt were good enough. That if it's a column to the third, I could get a good receiver back in the fourth. Yeah, yeah I think um, you're right. You have to really, um, really forecast what's going to go on. I caught myself on a pick, pickle and with one of your guys. And, you know, another owner, a uh, veteran who put a post on, felt similar. I was with him at the draft table, and I was well aware of Corey Davis as one of my standouts of the year, game break, and he was on the board, but I knew I didn't have a running back too. And it wasn't even a sexy one. It was a very average one, pedestrian one. If, and I'm, I'm a Philly fan, so it kind of caught me my liking when I took a jai. And then after the draft, the next couple of days, I've been, uh, <laughs> been really uh, – Burn felt burned by that. We all make mistakes, and I think you did a you hit a home run on Corey Davis. I think he's a, a monster, and I won't even ask for him in trade. So um, I think you know what you might have in him. So we'll see how that works out for him. But he's been unstoppable, and uh, he's he's playing like a, a top five pick. So um, yeah, I mean Davis pegged right where I was taking um who was it Hogan? I was debating between the two of them. But if you actually look at Hogan's stats when he did play last year. He was a top 10 receiver, and um, yeah, he got hurt, but this year he's going to be the show until Edelman gets back because, I mean, yeah, Gronk's still there, but uh, the other receiver went to the Rams. What's his name? Um, the speeder from Cooks. So Cooks isn't there anymore in New England. So Brian's got to throw to someone besides Gronk. It's probably going to be Hogan as long as he's healthy, and, I mean, that's why I took Hogan when I did, but then I got lucky when Davis fell. But I'll be honest, when Davis fell, I was looking at Jaya because my two running backs were pretty solid, but I don't have much at third running back. I end up taking Tarek Cohen, who I like, because I think he can catch a lot of balls, which helps in our league. Plus, he's got that breakaway speed. If he catches, if he can roll eight down, you know, eight yards down the field, explosive, and catch more this year. I like you. Got me out of some jams last year, so um, yeah, I think. Uh, that's about the best you can do. And he's not going to hurt. He doesn't really get nicked up that much. And uh, yeah, I think he's a pretty good, damn good player myself. Um, did you get a chance to look at any of the other, like the roster? Is there, is there people in your division you're, you know, slightly concerned of or anyone do you think had a good draft out there? Who, who are some of the people you looked over that, you know, you kind of like what they put together. Can you, can you call any? King's team's pretty good. Um, his starters really kind of scare me. 
Um, like I missed that. Uh, Brian, uh, who, who was that? What was the team? Mike King's team. Oh yeah, exactly. I, I gave him a high Vegas rating. I didn't mm-hmm. see that coming, coming into the, the league. He kind of was coy with me. He's like, yeah, I got a direct ESPN direct prep now. I'm not doing much prep. I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to get steamrolled. After the draft, I'm evaluating these rosters, and I usually go to a second quarterback right away. Who, who's got the best damn second quarterback who's still balanced? You don't have a quarterback, you're in trouble. You're taking a, a knife mm-hmm. to a gunfight. And not only did he have the quarterbacks, he had the death behind him. I'm like, my gosh, I don't think he's in my division. I'm pretty grateful about that, so I'm with you on that. So. Yeah, that's where we disagree in quarterback. To me, a quarterback you can always wait on because to me, most of the quarterbacks, if you actually look at the points, there's only like a, no uh, 30, 40 points difference between the top guy and like the bottom tier guys. And if you prorate that over like a year, that's only two or three points a game. So that's why I'd rather build depth first, get the right. quarterback. So, yeah, so we, we, we both like King's team. Um and anyone else you think out there in your division? Oh, your division. Yeah, that was your division. He's going to be your, your biggest competition then. Um, what about as far as uh, going off, off topic here? What's going on with those Instagram filters that just use a screwing around or what? Because you put some pretty weird pictures out there <laughs> that you yeah. just have some fun or what? <laughs> Instagram? I think you're talking about Facebook. Oh, okay. That, that, that's Facebook. Yeah. yeah well, my uh, girlfriend, we use, uh, what do you call it, Snapchat. So oh, we just go by each other. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like fiance, we're engaged now, getting married next October. By the way, you're invited to me, just so you know. Oh, um, okay, cool. Good. Congratulations. That's that's good stuff. Yeah, um, thanks, man. Wow. wow. We play off each other. It's kind of cool. Yeah, no doubt. I'm glad you guys have someone you can joke around with uh, each other. You know, it's, you know, I, I'm, I appreciate my wife can, uh, can appreciate my um, eccentric, being eccentric because I'm, I'm definitely a different bird myself. So it's good. Uh, oh, she yeah. can, uh, she likes you for that. Yeah. She calls me weird all the time, but I'm like, you're weirder. So we're cool. <laughs> you got a Super Bowl prediction out here. If you were to lay it down um, on a end note here, who do you think, uh, Maybe two teams from each conference that you know you think gonna go at it. Let me look at the. I don't even know the division yet. No, I'm I'm not so much. I'm talking fantasy. I'm talking on the NFL side of it. Oh, NFL you know, side. Yeah, yeah. Two teams from each conference that you think have you you think will be in it. You got to think Minnesota is going to be good, only because that defense was pretty good last year. Cousins is a better quarterback than they had last year. If Cook can stay healthy, that's a running game. That's a scary team, top to bottom. Oh, yeah. They're loaded. Defense is tough, but I don't think they got the quarterback that's good enough. And, I mean, somehow New England finds a way every freaking year. (laughs) But the Steelers can surprise some people if uh, Ben can stay healthy and actually play well against New England. Yeah, it's hard to bet against New England. Um and I think the Rams, as much talent as they have, I don't think it's going to come together. I think – I'm not sure what year is. Philly had a bunch of superstars, and I just think those guys will fight too much. Um, they have all the talent in the world, but a lot of a lot of guys have big personalities, you know, especially Tlaib out there. And, um, yeah, Tlaib. So that's not going to – I don't think mesh well. Plus, Darnold's holding out for more money. I mean, just sign the freaking guy. He deserves it. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? All right. Well, I, I want. I don't want to keep 
so, you know, I wanted to basically target about 15, 17 minutes. And I'm glad we were able to get on tonight. And uh, it's kind of interesting to hear um, some of your draft thoughts. So, you know, I appreciate, you know, you getting on tonight and sharing some of this with the league. And, uh, you know, I'm just glad you're in the league. And uh, I think we got a good thing going in the league here. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, my man. Um, yeah. Good luck to everyone except for the week you play me. <laughs> All right, Brian. Have a good night, my man. Yeah, peace out.